Okay, welcome back to another episode of the RD2B podcast. I am your registered dietitian host, Carl Barnes. This is where we bring you interviews with registered dietitians each week, uh, but more specifically to highlight the diversity of, of opportunities in the profession and for RDs to really give insight into their path, specifically reflecting on um, the student experience. So this week, um, rather than highlight just a dietitian, we're gonna highlight a group of dietitians in a sense. Um, so I'm very excited, this is our first um, interview where we're highlighting a, a dietetic practice group. So Christina Rollins is here with us today and she'll be talking to us about uh, dietitians and nutrition support and everything that they're all about. So welcome, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for having me, I'm excited to be here. Um, so yeah, so I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified nutrition support clinician. And I am currently serving as the immediate past chair of Dietitians and Nutrition Support Dietetic Practice Group, which is an affiliate of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Um, when I'm not volunteering with DNS, I also serve as a commissioner for the Commission on Dietetic Registration. And I am a manager of quality programs for Option Care Health Home Infusion. Awesome. My name is Macy and I'm a junior studying dietetics at the University of Maryland. So just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about DNS Dietetic Practice Group and was it what is its mission? Yeah, so as I said, DNS is an affiliate of the Academy um, and we're a group that's really focused on providing educational resources and networking opportunities to dietitians who are members of the Academy and also have an interest in nutrition support. So our mission is that we equip our members with the tools and resources needed to optimize nutrition support therapy so that we can achieve our vision, which, to, which is to optimize the health of the individuals who require nutrition support, so the patients that we're serving. So what types of roles and work settings can you find RDs in nutrition support? Yeah, so the most common area of practice or the one that, you know, kind of comes to mind first is the acute care or the hospital setting. So dietitians manage nutrition support in, you know, general medical units in ICUs, critical care areas, post-surgical units, as well as outpatient settings related to the hospital. Um, but beyond that, we also have nutrition support dietitians who are caring for patients in you know, other types of outpatient settings, um, long-term care facilities, home infusion. Um, and then we also have nutrition support RDs working in academic settings, teaching and doing clinical research, um, as well as working in industry settings, um, you know, like the big companies that produce T TPN, tube feeding, that kind of thing. So lots of different areas for this field. So is there any overlap or networking opportunities with all these are different types of RDs? There is. Um, you know, we do a lot of networking through our group. We actually have several different subunits within DNS where individuals who are specializing in, you know, say gastrointestinal issues or the home care setting or even pediatrics and neonatal TPN. So we have these different subunits within the group where individuals can focus on their specialty of practice. So how else can practicing RDs benefit from this DPG? Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of, of 
um, resources available for our members. And last year when I was chair, that was what I had focused the group on. You know, every year the chair picks something that they're really interested in. And it's, it's sort of like their personal mission for the group. So with mine, I was looking to increase the amount of free member benefits that we had. So really making sure that our dietitians could optimize the resources available within DNS. So we have a lot of continuing education opportunities through our webinars. We have a symposium every other year. We host journal clubs. And then we also have a publication called Support Line where we have dietitians who are researching and publishing content. And then our members can access that at no additional fee to earn contact hours for reading that information. Um, outside of that, we also have a lot of ways for members to engage with the, with the field. So they may be a, a novice or a new researcher or somebody who's never published, but they're interested in publishing in a peer-reviewed journal. So, you know, utilizing support line may be a more welcoming and comfortable way that we can sort of ease into that field of publishing research. Um, we also have different mentoring groups available through DNS. Um, we have one track that's focused on career mentoring. So individuals who are looking to, you know, advance their own personal skills or maybe, you know, move into a different specialized area of practice. Um, and then we also have writers mentoring. So we have some pretty fantastic dietitians who volunteer their time to mentor others to help them, you know, land their first publication or do their first webinar. Um, we also have um, a podcast that I'm very um, proud that we launched last fall. Um, so I just, I serve as the host for the podcast and I just did a tally. And in the past six or so months, we've had over 3,500 views and downloads, which, you know, we only have 2,800 members in the organization. So to reach that many views and downloads, I thought was pretty phenomenal. Um, so that's something else that's free to members. Um, they can access that content at any time. And it really offers them a way that they can connect to nutrition experts in the field, whether it's on a clinical topic or just kind of a how-to of, you know, how did you go from being a dietetic student to somebody who's leading the field of nutrition? So that's a pretty awesome resource. Um, and then we have lots of other things. Um, we've got forums that people can post clinical questions. Um, we have eBlast, so we push out lots of information about not just what the academy has going on, but other opportunities for dietitians to get involved and to benefit. Um, and then we have a web store. So our members can access a lot of information either at no cost or at a discounted rate. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, is all of our volunteer leadership positions. So I actually have been active in DNS since about 2010, I think. And I started by becoming a mentee. You know, as a bedside clinician, I was looking to improve my competency related to fluid and electrolyte management with TPN. And it kind of skyrocketed from there. So I was a mentee, and then I volunteered to actually lead the mentoring program a couple years into it, um, became the director of marketing and communications, managed the website. So there's been lots of different opportunities through that group. And I've been able to meet um, a lot of pretty phen phenomenal people. So it's been awesome. So you mentioned a lot of different resources. Um, what specific resources from DNS would you recommend a dietetic student to use the most? Or how would a student benefit from the DNS D DPG? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. And actually our 
student membership, my understanding is we're one of the lowest cost DPGs to join for a student. I think it's only $5 for a year's membership. And that will get you access to, you know, like I said, volunteer opportunities. If you're interested in joining a committee or networking with other RDs already working in the field, um, we have educational grants available. So if you are looking to say, go to FINCI one year and you're, you're looking for, for money to cover that stipend or cover your travel, we have those funds available. And we actually give out several thousand dollars every year to students who are looking to advance their nutri nutrition expertise, either at a conference or other avenue. Um, and I, I'm, I'm glancing down at my notes because we do have a student coordinator that I reached out to because I wanted to make sure that we hit all of the highlights. Um, and something else that she mentioned is we have a YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel launched in 2018, and it was actually our student coordinator at the time took that on because she saw that, you know, a lot of her peers were utilizing education like YouTube to advance their knowledge. And she said, you know, if people are going to YouTube anyway, then we really have an obligation to put out accurate content. So they actually managed the YouTube channel um, a lot of it is produced by students. It's really intended for students or new practitioners um, to help understand, you know, the basics, you know, how to calculate a tube feeding, how to calculate a TPN, you know, macronutrient content, that kind of thing. So students can certainly access that information, but more so as a member, you could help create that content. So it's a great resume builder, um, but it also just advances your own knowledge as you're building those tools and resources. So on the DNS website, I saw that you're the DNS diversity and inclusion liaison mm -hmm. and that it was established recently in 2020. So what have been some of the goals of the diversity and inclusion committee? Yeah, so this is, I, I think, a really exciting next step for me in my own professional development. Um, so as I'm moving into my, you know, I'm finishing up my immediate past chair, I still wanted to be active in DNS. And when the opportunity for the DI chair came about, you know, I identified that as something that, you know, personally and professionally, I wanted to grow in. So it was kind of a win-win for the group. So we did start the work a few months ago. And really this year has just been getting off the ground. You know, we of course had to first step one is to write a job description of that position. So our incoming chair and current chair took that task on. Um, I was appointed into the position and then we worked to develop a committee and really establish that leadership structure. So we put out a call for volunteers and I think we got 10 or 12 um, people interested initially, which you know, if you've ever volunteered on a committee, they tend to be, you know, two, three, maybe four people carrying the brunt of the work. So for us to get 12 people who want to work on diversity and making DNS a stronger organization, you know, that was just awesome. So part of my role as the liaison is to lead that group and help organize the work. I mean, certainly we're all doing the heavy lifting of identifying opportunities that DNS can improve as an organization. So it's really just been getting the kind of those ducks in a row and figuring out what we want to do next. Um, something that we did focus on for DNS is that we wanted to increase the cultural competency of our leadership team. So we're actually partnering with a, a nationally known speaker. Her name is Sharon Cox, and we've been working with her to really hone in on 
what types of information does the DNS leadership team need to know about diversity, inclusion, and equity so that we can then make some sustainable changes over the next year or couple of years. So we've been working with her on an outline of what we want to accomplish, and we're going to have her come into our upcoming DNS leadership retreat to do a 90-minute training. So really that training is just the tip of the iceberg to help us identify what we want to do over the next year. Um, and then we're also working to expand our own professional network. So a lot of times when we think of network, we think of, you know, dietitian to dietitian or student to student. But in this case, we're looking to see what other organizations can DNS partner with to advance our goals and advance our mission. So we've actually been working with the Minnesota Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and we're going to partner with them later this year to produce um, three educational opportunities that will be available to our members and all the dietitians that reside in Minnesota at no additional cost. So not only are we advancing the competency of our leadership team, but we're going to give that opportunity to advance competency for all of our members. So that's, in my opinion, that's the most exciting of the work that we've accomplished because it's really laid the groundwork for, you know, the next 12 to 18 months of what we plan to do. I really like that DNS is continuing to grow. So how has this been possible? Or like, in other words, what drives the change? And how can a student one day produce change within a DPG like DNS? Yeah, so, you know, I think, you know, I think the answer to that is it's simple, but kind of the devil is in the details. You know, I think a way that a student can foster change within DNS or within the profession is just to show up and get involved. You know, my kind of one of my jokes is when people say, well, how have you have you accomplished so much or done so much in your career? And my my simple answer is, you know, I just show it up. You know, that's almost 100 percent of the work is just being there, you know, being there when when there's projects to do, being willing to take on additional work. You know, I think a mistake that people make sometimes is they they look for that dollar and they say, well, if I do that work, how much am I going to get paid? When really, if you flip it and say, what is the meaningful work that I want to accomplish in my career? You know, I think then the money naturally will come second and certainly will, you know, dietitians, we need to support ourselves. We want to advance our career and profession, um, but really volunteering and networking is one of the best ways I think to do that. So for a student, I would say, number one, join, you know, whether it's DNS, whether it's another professional organization, um, just join and start following along, you know, read the newsletters, check out the website, take advantage of the membership whenever you can. And when you see a call for volunteers or when you're perusing the website and you think, hey, that's pretty interesting, I'd like to learn more you know, email whoever the contact is within that group, whether it's me through DNS or if it's in another organization and there's a contact us, just reach out and say, hey, I'm a student, I'm new and I'd like to get involved. And I think you'd be surprised at how quickly people take you up on that offer to become engaged and help out. That's really valuable advice. Do you have any other advice for RD2Bs that you wish you had when you were a dietetic student? I think that's a really good question. Um, I would say the best advice is just to be open to any opportunity. You know, I will tell you that, and I just, I just got a card in the mail today that I just had my 20th membership anniversary with the Academy. And I will tell you that where I thought I'd be now, 20 years ago, is 
completely different. Um, I never in a million years thought that I would be the chair of a national organization. I certainly never thought I would be a commissioner with CDR. I mean, those were things that just seemed so huge at the time when I was a student that I never thought that's something I would even aspire to. Um, but I've been open to opportunities and I kind of lean on the air of being a yes man, you know, where if I hear an opportunity, you know, it seems reasonable that it won't negatively impact me professionally or impact my family negative, um, then I'm open to that opportunity and I give it a chance. And I think that that is the best way for a student or any professional to advance their career. That's awesome. Thank you. Sorry, mine's glitching. I'll edit that. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for sitting down. There's so much good wisdom in there. And I really love the focus and all the, the hype of the, the work you guys are doing and, and prioritizing the, the value of membership and, and that really low, low barrier of entry. I think that's so critical. It ties in with all your other points of if we're going to advance the profession, advance our subspecialties, advance any given group, we've got to put that work in that's fantastic what you guys are what you guys are doing yeah thank you so thank you so much uh tune in as always every sunday we drop a new interview with a, a different registered dietitian thank you guys